let's start the show. No, you don't. I was gonna insert a theme song and try. I was gonna try try something out, you know. So my fucking cat ran away again. Yeah. And I'm sad about it. On today's episode, we're going to interview Warlord Pete Buttigieg. I actually like Mark Marins. I don't. I don't approve of this. Pete Buttigieg. Who are your guys that you killed in Afghanistan? Was he in Afghanistan? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that about him. Yeah, no, he was an Afghan war vet. That's, uh, I was going to say that's awesome, but that actually sucks. <laughs> He's not only an Afghan war vet, but he also, like, went to Harvard and then joined the military, which is, like, literally just, like, resume building to become the proto-democrat. To, to become the president. To become president, to become the fucking proto-democratic, uh, goddamn person. You know, just, like, this stereotype of, like... Everything that uh, a West Wing Democrat loves, which is, you know, our troops, but, like, the idea of our troops rather than actually troops, because, like, I don't think they would want to hang out with actual soldiers or whatever. Well, what if he's not actually gay? No, I think he's... Okay, so, like, he put out that thing where, like, you can fly out with my husband to watch Hamilton. That sucks so much. He did Hamilton with Uh, Hillary Clinton, but with Pete Buttigieg's husband. Not even with Pete, with his fucking husband who no one cares about. His hot husband. I mean, it it really comes off as, like, to me, like, oh, it's a shame I won't be there. You'll just be alone with my husband. I'll be busy on the campaign trail. Nudge, nudge. But you'll be able to take care of his needs. Men only enter. Okay, actually, when you put it that way, that actually sounds awesome. I mean, I would enter the... Win a a chance to cuck Pete Buttigieg. That sounds rad. Okay, but at the same time, he is, like, a powerful dem who's also in the military and thinks that uh, weapons of war should only be overseas, killing, you know, brown children rather than, like, you know, Sandy Hook children or whatever. But... (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to get fucking murdered by him for, like, having an affair with his husband. Because I feel like he would be the kind of guy who would, like, do a House of Cards thing where he would just, like, have me murdered if I tried to fuck his husband Carter or whatever his name is, Cansonette. That's so funny that Kevin Spacey just turned out to be that guy. Yeah, no, he literally had one of his accusers uh, murdered, probably. Allegedly. Allegedly. We do have to watch to not give us liability. I'm just a simple like North Carolina murdering <laughs> uh, allegedly allegedly <laughs> did you ever watch that show hell no i watched a couple hell episodes no. it was dog shit i read like the first episode of season two where he just pushes kate mara on a train i'm like this show's stupid yeah like this is what you gotta do to get ahead in politics it's like yeah. this sucks i'm this not gonna be life. in the show after season four I don't even know if they killed him off or whatever. I think he did die, probably. But then again, I don't watch the show. I never want to see the show. It's not House of Cards. Uh, I'm drinking (laughs) beer. I'm drinking a lager. Yep. It's funny. I was talking to to my friend friend Nick today about... drinking uh, about eating wawa and now i'm drinking lager i'm just like i mean wawa I'm, i had a wawa hoagie for lunch now i'm having some lager for dinner and that's just like my day we're making characters at mlb 18 and just yelling at me for not wanting to be on the phillies yeah you how know, fucking dare you how fucking dare you i put my created character on the phillies because i wanted to have facial hair i would be on the yanks instead it's mlb 18 you. and they don't even have bryce harper yet 
No, they have Bryce Harper in oh. the Nationals. Yeah, in the Nationals, but yeah. he's not in the Phillies Yeah, but yet. we bought, like, a, you bought a three-year-old video game, so we're going to play with three-year-old rosters. This is why these games diminish so quickly in value. This is why it was $5, and already we've gotten our money's worth. We got so much of our money's worth, I created my own pitcher uh, with my name, and... Uh, uh, definitely not my actual facial hair. I had the beard that would be like if I let my beard go two years. Then the handlebar, like swirly villain mustache, I added to it. And mind you, my character is supposed to be 18 years old because he's playing in Double A baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, at a point, I got into a fight with my manager because he wanted to make me a closing pitcher, even though I am one of the few in the Double A league in the Central Conference playing for the San Antonio whatever. Uh, you don't even know the name of the team. San Antonio Warriors or something. No, it's the Mission because of, uh, San Antonio because of the Alamo. Oh, the Alamo's in San Antonio? You didn't know that? No. Yeah, the Alamo's in San Antonio. I literally don't know where fucking anything is on the West Coast. But okay. Like, I was like, okay. They, I got into a fight with my manager because he wanted to make me a closing pitcher. So I just simulated a bunch of games as a closing pitcher, even though I did so fucking well. And I'm like, no, I'm a starter. I'm a starting pitcher. I have the stamina to go at least seven innings. Uh, eighth and ninth innings, that is up to you. But starting pitchers usually get pulled around, like, the fifth or sixth that they're not doing so hot. So, like, come on. Like, give me a fucking chance. This is my job. I throw sidearm. I'm cool as shit. I'm 5'7". All my pitches look like they're underhand. It's cool as hell. We're talking about a video game. Okay, but I'm still mad at my fucking fake video game manager. Well, I, I do like the idea of Tom listen, Brady in a press conference being like, yeah, I play for the New England, whatever. Listen, this is something we need to call the DSA over. My manager is not supporting me, a worker, at the role that I'm best suited to, to extract the labor that I'm able to provide for my employers. Although we should all collectively own the San Antonio Missions, yeah, the yeah. Double A baseball team, and we should bring socialism to the San Antonio Missions. Well, that is how kind of how the Green Bay Packers work. Like they're owned by the city of. We Green need Bay. to win. We need to win socialism. Support the Packers. DSA approved, baby. Shh. So guys, guys, guys. We can't. We can't have clapping. I have auditory problems. Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think everyone's forgotten about that by now. I will never forget that 32-second clip. Of that was that great. Thing. That was better than any football game. That was like, okay, he's getting another four years, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, probably, but... No, I mean, we'll probably get... Okay, so, like, there's two nightmare scenarios if Bernie Sanders doesn't get the presidential nomination, and that's uh, either we have another four years of... Just the most incessantly annoying news coverage I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like, where was this outrage for the Iraq War? Or, it was there. It was not there. It took, no, it, no. It, shut the fuck up. It took a while. It was in the. It was never, ever in the mainstream media. Never. None of those motherfuckers like cop to it until way later. And the ones who did cop to it said that they only cop to it because they're careerists. Like fucking Ezra Klein, who's like. I supported the war at first because it was just, a, I needed my job. I needed my job. Like, fuck you, dude. I mean, you're right. But don't yell fuck at, you. Don't yell at me. <laughs> but, like, no. No one ever fucking, you know, really admitted that the Iraq war is a mistake. Or if they did, they didn't admit that the government was lying to them intentionally about WMDs and that they bought it hook, line, and fucking sinker. I mean, yeah, I was there, too. I remember the coverage, especially on, like... You couldn't even fucking, like be openly against the Iraq war without getting bullied. Like, if you were a kid. Because people would call... They would come up with, like, the most bullshit things, like, you're not a patriot, why do you hate our troops? Just, like, the most loaded question language. 
that I haven't even heard since in any capacity. Because obviously under the Trump administration, the people who really like him uh, are kind of social pariahs compared to the people who liked Bush. Like, we found a way to make the people who love Trump social pariahs, isolate from their families, and associate them with, like, QAnon motherfuckers or whatever, and, like, we still let all of the ghouls from the Bush era go on television and say, well, I can't vote for this guy because he's bad, but if Elizabeth Warren isn't nicer to billionaires, I might have to vote third party while you live in New York or D.C. where your vote's gonna not matter anyway because you're fucking in a state that, or, uh, or a place that votes like 80% Democrats, so shut the fuck up. Wow. Ugh. God. I mean, my my two big Iraq war coverage things was, I remember listening to the radio station that I would listen to in New Hampshire, and at one point they had like a call-in segment, and the guy did like some weird editorial about how the war is about oil and how it's bad, and the DJ's only takeaway was like, we're not fighting for oil, you fucking idiot. And then just left it at that. We're not fighting. What, what, he, just, he didn't even say what No, he's just for. like, we're not fighting for oil. Anyway, here's Godsmack. <laughs> and the other one was in middle school, when I think the, this would have been like 2007 or eight when the war was still very much going on. And there was one... There were like visibly Middle Eastern kids at school, but there was one kid who just looked like... He looked like Fred Savage. He was just white. Mm-hmm. But he was like Iranian. Yes. He was just a white Iranian guy that looked like Fred Savage and just got shat on even more than the actual Middle Eastern looking kids because they didn't speak the language and he's just like a normal American kid and he was the one that got made fun of. Yeah. Which I thought was insane. I mean, my brother got picked on in high school for like being slightly brown because of our Turkishness. But, um, by the way, I am going to like contend the idea that like all the lip, because like being a liberal was like being a leftist in that time. Like that was like out of the scope of normal, I guess. But like those people were like, um, they were like, okay, the war's fought over oil, but they didn't have any like bigger critique than that because to say that it was over oil is like an oversimplification of the situation. Yeah. It is also about gaining ground in the Middle East and having a permanent military presence to watch over Iran and protect Israel and also have a permanent military presence in Afghanistan in order to have military American presence on the border of Pakistan. Like, there are strategic reasons why the government is lying to you about the endless wars that we're in. It is literally to uh, do some kind of protection NATO shit. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. Another middle school Iraq war. Not really Iraq war, but, like, political thing. There was one kid I knew who who was fundraising for the, the organization Kids for Kerry to get John Kerry elected. Yeah. And when the people at my table, when that kid would leave... That was the first time in my life I think I ever heard anyone say faggot. Was when the kid... They, the kid would leave and they'd be like, what a fucking faggot. That he was like trying to raise money for... For John, John Kerry. Kerry. It was like... Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone who was like a compromise candidate that we were so scared of. Yeah. Uh, that, that like we were so scared of Bush that we had to go with... the pe- We would try to get Bush's fans over. I don't know why Democrats are the only people who think, like, they can get a holistic base of all American voters rather than just, like, appease their own fucking base, which is, like, working class people, people of color, and not doing it in the way where you say, uh, I understand you're black, so vote for me. How about, like, saying it in the way where it's like, uh, we're gonna figure out a way to, you know, uh, 
do something to all the billionaires <laughs> and then uh, make sure that you have infrastructure, economics, and actually maybe reparations. But that's a whole other fucking story, whole other thing. Uh, damn, I'm so happy to have beer in my Beer's life. great. Beer is fun. But I've, I've noticed, like, the older I've gotten, the less adventurous I've got with trying out new beer. I've kind of, like, found my thing and stuck with it. What kind of beer do you think Bernie Sanders likes? Well, there is proof that he is a heady topper guy. Heady topper? As in, like, it's the, the way that he pours it? or what No, heady topper is uh, a famous craft brewery uh, beer from, yeah, from Vermont, from The Alchemist. Oh, okay. Excuse me. It's often, like, I, I don't know if it still is number one on Beer Advocate for, like, the highest-ranked beer of all time, but at least a few years ago, it was the best-ranked beer of all time. Vermont's got some bangers as far as beer goes. Yeah. Like, Magic Hat is sick. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm burping this much. I'm so sorry for everyone who's listening. No, it's great. It's disgusting. It's not disgusting. It's magical. Yeah, top-rated beers. Let's see if it's still the top-rated beer. Uh, Hetty Topper is down to fifth place now. What's number one? Number one is now, uh... Delirium it, Tremens? No, it's from... It's what? Delirium Tremens? No. Because they always advertise, like, number one most uh, top-rated beer in the world. It's like, I've never had it. No. This is from a place called Topping Goliath. Topping, Topping Goliath. Goliath Brewing, uh, Brewing Company. But, okay, to be fair, it has half the number ratings. It's the Kentucky Brunch Brands. Uh, the number one beer right now, which is some real beer head shit. Uh, well, actually, okay. So the gay old testament. Hetty Topper David still has the most. Goliath. Still has the most votes, around fourteen thousand votes. But the other one that has like at least fifteen hundred or so mm-hmm. is called Marshmallow Hanji from Three Floyd's Brewing Company. I have no idea. Marshmallow Hanji. Fuck that. It's a Russian imperial style. It's Ooh, 16, okay, never mind. I take it back. Uh, that sounds good. Fifty percent ABV. Hell yeah. That is a really where's dark. that where's that out of? I don't know where the brewery is out of. I'm trying oh, to find I, I out. I thought it said no. It said Three Floyds Brewing Company. I don't know where the fuck Three Floyds Brewing is until I click on it. Okay. It's out of Munster, Indiana. Nice. Yeah. So there, there's that. Uh, what I have had before that's really high on here is Pliny the. Oh no, that's not the one I've had. I've had Pliny the Elder, not Pliny the Younger. What the okay. fuck. There's a lot of Plinies. Yeah, Pliny the Elder is down to 14th place. But that's that seems about right. Yeah, I don't know. There's a the there's a lot of uh, there's I, a lot of beer. I think I know enough about beer now where you could give me like a state and I could come up with yeah. a good beer. Let's just say that Hetty Topper from the Alchemist is one of the highest ranked. It's like probably still the highest ranked if you were to go by like fourteen thousand people. Who have no life have gone on this website and gave very high and or mostly high ratings nice. to Heady Topper. Four point seven six average. Matters a lot. The official beer of the DSA. The event, <laughs> I've actually had a sip of it before. I've never had a full can because my dad was being a real dick and would let me take more than a sip. But the sip I did have. Mm. It's probably something that's like so hard good. to find around these parts. Oh yeah, you yeah. Kind of, it's like if you try to buy it on the off market, it's like thirty to fifty dollars for like a can. Damn. Per can, I should say. Per can. Mm. We gotta go to the undergrounds. Or you the know, you could, just, you could just be like me and buy like a twelve pack of Miller High Life every few weeks and just have a few beers and just like kick back and just be like, I'm the man now. I'm MLB I'm the show man. eighteen. I'm the show. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed that 
on television, if they're ever drinking a beer that has a brand, it's either Coors or Heineken. Yeah, but, uh, but they usually, like, eat, strike out the brand or, like, put on a fake brand. Well, uh, yeah, yeah but, like, if they say the brand, like, yeah. on Always Sunny, they talk about Coors. Yeah, and on the, a, the Sopranos, they're talking about Heineken a lot. They always drink Heinekens. Yeah. Do they drink Heinekens brands a lot? Yeah, you remember, I think in the episode where Pussy dies, not when he dies, but they go to that restaurant, and he's just pounding the Heinies. Oh, like every every episode of the show, they go to a restaurant. Well, they do go to a restaurant, but I remember Pussy, so Pussy's there. thing was, was Heineken. Yeah. That was his thing. Are we going to do it? Are we going to transition to that? I think we Is should. That, I think we can... We that was can. a very smooth transition. You brought up It's Always Sunny, and then you brought up The Sopranos. I was doing beer and television shows, and it, yeah. w- it would have been a smooth transition if you hadn't pointed out that it was, in fact, a smooth transition. I'm just really amazed by your ability to transition. I was on the radio for a long time. I'm seeing you grow a lot, and it's making me so happy to see you grow. <laughs> Thank you. You're 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 growing. Thank you're blossoming. You. I'm blossoming. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Woke up this morning. Got yourself dick. My mama always said you'd be the smallest dick. <laughs> you'd be you'd have one in a million penises inside your ass. You gotta. Born under bottom side, yeah. Dildos in your eyes, yeah. Woke up this morning. Got a blue moon. Got a big dick in your ass. Woke up this morning. Wow. <laughs> God, that song sucks. It actually kind of is the perfect theme song for the show. It is, but it's all like, would you ever just walk around and listen to that? No, no, ne- never. No, I'm not like some guy who's trying to do blues revival in 1997 England. I know this was a, a like a Portlandia skit, but every like prestige drama from the 2000s had the same like shitty, kind of electric, but also kind of like horrible blues theme song. Yeah, because prestige television is trying to make you focus on the show. That show. Oz did it, True Blood did it, The Wire, Breaking Bad. Well, True Detectives Season 1's theme song was actually very good. Okay, I don't know it. I'd have to play it for you off air. Breaking Bad at least had uh, the foresight to be only 20 seconds long. Yeah, just... And written specifically for the show, too. Yeah. Like, it's from the show. Train! We forgot, to close oh, yeah. the blind. we forgot to close the windows, so train. Whatever, yeah, the train's coming by. Come on, ride the train. Oh, my God. Have you ever been on that little bridge when the train is coming this way? Uh, What little bridge? Oh, the one across yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, the one. No, I never know. It's like startling because it's really close. Yeah. Like, I'm about to get run over, and I'm not prepared for that. Makes Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, before, before we get into The Sopranos, also, yeah. I was killing time before I went to the bar earlier. Yeah. And I was just, you know, hanging out on that bridge. And right in the middle... There was just a stroller completely empty. I'm like, this is fucking terrifying. No. But I get to the other side, and there's some, like, I don't know what they say about that side of the street. Look, we, we never, aban- we never like, get scared of abandoned beer bottles, but we see, like, abandoned strollers, and we're just like, oh, where's the baby? Well, it's just creepy when there's nobody around, and there's just a stroller. It just means that they, like, didn't want to throw it out. It's hard to throw out a stroller, so they just did that. Instead. I don't know, but the people on that side of the street are, like, toothless weirdos. But anyway... Anyway. Okay, Sopranos. Okay, so how are we supposed to even talk about this show? Well, we finished watching it about, like... What, two like, months ago? Almost two months ago, yeah. Almost two months ago, so a lot of our memory of the show is pretty fuzzy. But I, I did... This was my third full watch of the show. My first. I'd never seen it. Yeah, so I've seen the show multiple times. 
And full disclosure, I am partially Italian-American. I'm from New Jersey. Uh, and I kind of was a little bit raised around people who remind me exactly of this, uh, of those people, without being in the mafia. It's just a very common, uh, common personality types, common mental illnesses, all that shit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, full disclosure, we did no research or no preparation for talking about the Sopranos, so we're just going to... We don't rip. need to. It's kind of better if we don't. Oh, yeah. We're going to get so much shit wrong. No, we're not. We're going to have one of our 30 listeners who um, yeah. is going to know about the Sopranos and just be like, you're wrong! And then they're going to, like, Well, okay, okay, here's one thing I do remember okay. that I didn't know, was that it has a very young Paul Dano. Yes. So there actually, there's a lot of uh, small roles from people who were big later. Probably the weirdest one... Uh, I don't know if you know this, honey, but in the, uh, oh, shit, should we, should we call ourselves affectionate words? We, we have before. Okay, I don't they remember. Know, that's, yeah, they know what's up. Yeah, we're almost married. We're gonna do that soon. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, We're gonna die in the same car. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna midsummer it. <laughs> we're gonna fucking, we're gonna midsummer it, we're just gonna get walked up to a cliff and thrown off and then have our children bash our heads in. That's the spoilies, way to go. That's the way to go, man. Spoilies on midsummer. 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 Uh, anyway. Woke uh, up midsummer. No. Got killed by a cult. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, anyway, so there's. Do you remember the episode where AJ gets in trouble for, like, vandalizing the pool with his friends? Yes, of course. Okay, so there's, uh, there's, like, a bunch of girls that are just sitting around on the bleachers, uh, like, laughing at them and just be like, come on, do it. Do it. Um, one of the girls is a young Stephanie Germanata, also known as Lady Gaga. Damn. Yeah. Lady Gaga has a bit role in The Sopranos in, like, season three. AJ had no chance with her ever. Well, you, you've seen her in uh, the movie she got nominated for an Oscar for. Like, she's, she's, she's cute. She's very she's cute. Cu she's cute. She's cute. I'm like, I've got nothing against Lady Gaga. I think I like plenty of her songs. No, but it's not. She's not like a. She's not like a hot. Like she's not. She's not for like cis straight male lust. I think she. I guess. She puts on the stuff, and then she's the lust of like all the queers and yeah. you know the uh, people who love makeup tutorials or whatever. Like I think I think like if James Charles has or will meet uh, Lady Gaga, he'll have a brain aneurysm. Yeah, we should <laughs> talk about we should talk about that movie sometime because I didn't what movie? Oh, oh yeah, the stars. Not movie. now, but another yeah. time. Yeah, we're gonna just keep on thinking about other movies we want to talk about. Right well, the Sopranos. The when does the Sopranos movie come out? Uh, okay, the Sopranos movie comes out, like, next year, I think. Oh, I thought um, it was sooner than that. No, I think it's, like, next year, um, 2020, we're gonna get The Many Saints of Newark, the prequel movie to The Sopranos, because obviously you can't do a sequel, um... Unless when... you do it, like, really, really awkward El Camino style. <laughs> where it's just about, like, Polly or something. Oh, that would... That, that would suck. suck. It would suck. That would suck. Also, Tony Sirico is, like, pretty damn old and getting a little bit nutty with it in the head. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's. I think he's starting to deteriorate a little bit. Mm. I mean, isn't every actor from that show, like, a hardcore, like, Trump guy now? Um, at least Vincent Curatola, who played the, uh, played Johnny Phil. Sacramento. Oh, I thought he played Phil. No, Phil, uh, Phil's actor, Frank Vincent, has passed away. Okay. He passed away a few years that's, ago. That man has the worst hairline, yeah, possibly, so, of all time. 
Possibly. It's, it's like one inch between his hair and his eyebrow. Damn, this is such a good discussion with the show, because we're jumping all over the place. Well, okay. We're like, Frank Vince! Okay, so how do we how do we even frame The Sopranos for people who haven't watched it? Because I feel like if you haven't seen it, and... Well, I you, think everyone has a conception in their head of what it is, but it's probably not correct. No. So... Um, I'm going to cop a little bit of ideas probably from Felix Biederman, as I often do. Um, Your spiritual here. leader. My spiritual leader. I will follow him into the dark. Anyway, um, the best way to describe The Sopranos, um, or at least frame it, is it is probably the funniest show that was ever put on television. It's a drama. It is serious. There are murders. There are some disturbing elements. But for the most part, it is one of the funniest shows on television. Like, you can watch that front to back, and there's always going to be shit that is absolutely hilarious. Now, the caveat to it is that there's two types of people who watch the show and find it funny. There's the people like us, and hopefully all of our dear listeners. The world's greatest geniuses. The greatest brain geniuses of all time, mm-hmm. who are able to watch it and understand what is funny about it, why it's funny, um, because you're kind of laughing at the characters. Uh, and those are the good Sopranos fans, the people who can fuck with yeah. the test stream. The if you can watch the episode The Test Stream in Season 5 and walk out thinking it's one of the best episodes you've seen, this is, this is the good part of the show. This is what's for you. If you are a Sopranos fan who every week wanted to know who got whacked, only laughed at the jokes that the actual mob members were telling each other and laughing at. Or that you found the fact that, like, Ralphie Chifaretto beat the shit out of a girl or whatever very funny. Then, uh, then you're probably, it's not, it's not meant for you. You're the people that David Chase hated the most. Because you just want to know who died, and you just took it as a serious drama, and you probably thought that it was all super cool. There is... Absolutely, if you have even a critical brain whatsoever, if you can understand, let's say, for example, that there's a difference between, uh, like, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders or something like that, you can understand why the show is funny, and you can also understand, um, oh, crap, I lost my train of thought there. I mean, I think we get, we get the point. It's like, it's, it's a show that's... About people that are, like, just dumb and shitty. Yeah, they're dumb. And that's why it's funny. Yeah. Like, if if you think it's cool, like, okay. If you think it's cool, then you're one of the people that they're making fun of. Well, there are aspects of the the Bob guys that are indisputably cool. No. Such as owning a boat. That's not even... No! (laughs) Shut up! No, okay. So, this show really puts it into your mind that being in the Mafia is sitting around a pork shop eating uh, sub-sandwiches from the pork shop that are pre-wrapped, and you just eat with your friends that you can't trust at all, and any of them are ratting at you at any given time. (laughs) There's never a sincere conversation between any two people in the mafia the whole show. That's the strongest connection that men can have, is just looking at each other, eating a sandwich, and secretly hating one another. Absolutely. The resentment uh, between the characters, and and, uh, so let's just start with, let's start with, uh, so obviously you know that there's mafia, and that there's the other element of the show, which is the family outside of the family, like yeah. Costa Nostra, you have Tony's family with his wife, Carmel, and his two shitty kids, Meadow and AJ. 
Um, there is not a show in... There's probably not, like, a piece of American art that really, really gets the... That really makes as strong an argument for the philosophical truths that the show stands for and is depicting and drilling into your brain every second that you're watching the show. And it's brilliant. It is uncompromising, almost uncompromising. There are uh, parts of season one that feel very TV-like, and there's, I don't know, just some aspects of season five I didn't like as much. But this is a show... CGI Olivia. Oh, that's season three. Yeah. I think we should talk about that episode specifically in a minute. <laughs> okay. Because um, I think that's the episode that like best encapsulates... It's probably the funniest episode of the whole show. Probably. Probably. Um, but there's not a show on television that makes this point, and the point is the following. People are capable of change, but they rarely to never will. Because it is too easy to be what you are brought up in than to make any genuine change. And you have people in the show like Tony, who the entire show is in therapy, who on you know, who is going to therapy because he's having panic attacks. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to, you know, learn more about himself and have breakthroughs and to grow as a person, but he's in he's not capable of actually doing it. He's so far into the lifestyle, he's too far ingrained into being this guy. And there's moments where like it kind of breaks away. It kind of breaks away from him being this like tough guy mafioso dude. Um and then there's other ways where it just reinforced hard. Uh, very racist to his uh, to to Meadows' boyfriend, but at the same time he's kind of understanding of Vito being a gay guy. Yeah, that that was a nice little moment where he's where he just is like, I actually don't give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't that was care. Fun. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot there's a lot of aspects of the show that as a modern audience can be uncomfortable. So uh, let's let's start with uh, the one thing that is actually like honestly pretty bad about the show like critically is that it never could write black people it can't write black it people it can't write people of color yeah anyone outside that life they just have no idea how to write them they come off as caricatures they come off as like david chase watched the wire once and kind of yeah. like half paid attention or the writers did that. They were very bad at writing black characters There's like not... we're, we're both named david yeah and we make shows it's very bad at writing black characters but it is uh conversely very good at writing stuffy intellectual assholes. Yes. It is very good at that, and you see that with any of the Melfi scenes past, like, season one. Like, it is very good at writing those kinds of people. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they're just, like, self-important and just get upset at each other's self-importance. It's so funny when AJ is even, like, trying to be that and even fucking that up. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's get into, let's get into the main characters and talk about them, because okay. the show is mostly its characters... The story is kind of secondary to the way that the characters develop. Mm -hmm. And if you are at all actually invested in the Mafia story, I'm going to sum it up in about 20 seconds. Tony's kind of the secret boss. His uncle is going to be the, bo is the boss uh, after a power struggle. But then his uncle, like, at the end of season one, loses that power struggle and for the rest of the show just deteriorates. And Tony's the secret boss of his crime family for most of the show. Until season six, which is the last one, he gets shot, and then uh, he uh, he survives, and some stuff happens, and there's some power struggle, some mafia shit, but it really doesn't matter. 
There's like some smaller stuff. There's soldiers that get killed throughout the show. Um, there's rats, but uh, for the most part, it really is just about the characters living their lives and living lives where they're they have fucking everything. One of my favorite things about the show, Dylan, is how scarce Tony makes it appear that they don't have money. When they live in a mansion in North Caldwell, New Jersey, with a three-car garage and its own gate, and they just have bags of money around the house, and he's just complaining about how he's not getting enough money, and he always wants a taste of some deal. This guy probably has like $10 million at the beginning of the show. Probably $10 million, nice fucking mansion. And, uh, well, it's a Mick mansion, but still, it's, a. Uh, it's just like a it's like a trait I can really relate to with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, who could forget the final shot of the show with Tony putting his arm around Camille and saying, "No matter what happens, we'll always be the Sopranos." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's famously what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Tony is obviously a mob boss, but he's also a dad. Mm-hmm. Um. His wife, played brilliantly by Edie Falco, the best, is. One of okay, so if we were to take the two kinds of like TV wives, I guess, or like the crime wives, because like crime wives are a jo- are a genre. There's like the crime wives who people like and the crime wives who people hate. Like people hated Skylar White on Breaking Bad because she was just too much exposition and too in the way of him. Yeah, and she uh, just never got the good lines. Yeah, whereas uh, Carmela not really involved with stuff, but I think she's more likable. Did people like Carmela? Was she like well received at the time? I think she was because like she, I mean the thing, like she's, she knows that this is immoral. She is aware of it, but she can't admit it to herself because she just <clears throat> likes comfort and she likes nice shit, and she refuses to really make. Like, she she supposedly wants to have better meaning in her life. She wants to not have crime involved in her life or to know about murder or prostitution. But her entire life is paid for by organized crime, and she's okay with it. And because she's okay with it, uh, it's going to pass on to her kids in a way that she never wanted to. That's one of the other things about the show. That's one of the long things that the show sets you up My father for. has glaucoma. Anyway. <laughs> that's one of the things That's one of the things that the show sets you up for super well. From the beginning to the end, it really starts to slowly plant the seeds that this privileged lifestyle that Tony has given his two children, uh, Meadow, the older daughter, who nominally is against uh, her dad being the mafia, wants to be a nurse or a doctor or whatever. Throughout the course of the show, you see her slowly but surely want to justify organized crime because there's bigger crooks out there than her dad because there's, like, Wall Street and shit. And by the end of the show, guess what? She becomes a lawyer instead, which means that she can use her uh, skills to help out the mob, and also she marries, like, Patsy Parisi's daughter, well, son, or whatever. I mean, you had something there. What? Pat, nothing. Meadow marries Patsy's daughter. And, oh, yeah. And no, becomes no. a mob lord. That'd be such a sick fucking spin It'd be such a, le- yeah, like, lesbian. That mob. would rule. Uh, I always wanted some fucking broads 
together who were gay to suck my dick. Better call Meadow. <laughs> uh, and then AJ. 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 AJ's entire arc is probably the most dynamic of the whole show. Yeah. Probably. I mean, he goes from being like a... He's a little fat metal kid who just is the laziest piece of shit. There's not been like a better representation of entitled white male privilege mm-hmm. on television than AJ. And he's depressed... And he doesn't. He's not fucking grateful for any of it because he knows that it's all bullshit. And then at the very end, even though he kind of gets some breakthroughs about like, yeah, it is all bullshit, he just like gets a fucking Ferrari or whatever because his dad pays him off and he works in porn or whatever, like being a porn producer or some shit. Some shit like that. Some shit like that. And it's like that's so perfect because he knows it's bad. He knows that like this organized. Crime lifestyle is bad, but he has nothing else. He has no other life skills. He has no life skills in the first place without having, like, this extremely rich parents with uh, some kind of, like, uh, background, like, you know, some kind of, like, safety net like that. Which, of course, Tony can get killed at any time, and then that safety net's gone. They're absolutely not prepared for it at all. Um, he can fall back on those connections anyway because he said he's in the fa- he's in the family. It's so funny that he, that through the whole show... Every single shot of his room. There's just a new poster. There's no, like some new... But there's there's, like, it, it's like, okay, Pantera, whatever. But like, if you own Sugar Cult merchandise, you're such a him. loser. Didn't Meadow also have Sugar Cult merchandise? I, yeah, and not only that, there's some like scene with just like a talent agency that just has the fucking Sugar Cult poster. It's like, did they just have this on set? Yeah, I think they just... That's probably exactly They just that. had a shitload of Sugar Cult merch. That's so... Yeah. No one even remembers them. And we should also say, from an acting perspective, James Gandolfini gives probably the great television acting performance, even more so than uh, than uh, Brian Cranston does in Breaking Bad. Well, it says a lot that those two shows will like always be compared. I think it does. They both Breaking, fucking rule. Yeah, Breaking Bad is just good in a different way, um, but it also kind of kept going on a little long, and now we have Better Call Saul, which is actually probably a better show. Maybe. Uh, we can watch that. We'll watch it. Probably will. I've seen two seasons of it. It is brilliant, but it's also, like, a slow burner. Yeah. It's about fucking lawyers, so you have to, like, really enjoy... Excuse me. You have to really enjoy that to, I don't know, get it. Sopranos 4 and 5 were kind of the slow burners, but the rest of the show was pretty brisk. I think season 3 was a little... Well, season 3 just had it individually... Okay, so let's talk about. Uh, I guess do you want to rank seasons or? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do okay. that. Let's say what our All what right. our favorites are. All right, so my favorite season for sure is season four. Okay. Which is the one with the least murder. Yeah, there's only like maybe two murders in the whole season. Ralph and. Ralph and Christopher, who kills uh, the guy who supposedly killed his dad. Right. Right. Supposedly, probably did. Probably did. Probably actually did. Probably did get his vengeance. I don't think Tony was lying about that. Uh huh. But it did have. It did slowly build, and I like the slow burner of this. It sets up and puts in the tiny little thousand stabs between Carmela and Tony, mm-hmm. culminating in probably one of my favorite episodes of TV, which is White Caps, which White is Caps the longest Caps. episode yeah. of the show, where she just completely has had enough of his bullshit, of his cheating, uh, having gumars, uh, shit like that. And they it's just so get, funny to hear that just, word without an accent, but anyway. Guma. 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 Yeah. But uh, it, it's just like you're watching 
you're watching multiple arguments of a 20-year marriage and all of the little resentments they had at each other. Mm-hmm. And the best scene is probably in that little, like, sh- in that shed room where Tony has a television room or whatever, or movie room, yeah. where they just both let it out on each other. Where Carmela gets out her shit on him, uh, which most of it's justified, and then Tony also has a bunch of shit he's been holding back for years, which is also mostly justified. Yeah. About how she's just there for the money and like, oh, if you just if you didn't want another fucking necklace, you could have left any time. You knew what you were getting into when so, you dated. Yeah, that's who correct. My, you knew your uncle was Dickie Moltisanti. You knew what the fuck you were getting in for. What kind of man did you think I was gonna be? Yeah. That is. That's probably some abuser shit right there. But <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's not wrong though. He's not wrong. If you did, like, you know the person you're dating usually, yeah. Especially if you're in that lifestyle. Like, she was a she was a little mob princess. Her uncle was Dickie Moltisanti. I would, hey. love, I would love to be a mob princess. Oh. <laughs> I want to be a mob princess. princess. Oh my god. That's gonna, know, what I'll if that becomes a new trans thing? Instead of being like a trans goth GF, you become a fucking uh, trans mafia I'd daughter. Be- I just start posting pics of Charmaine Bucco. Like, this is all I fucking want. She wasn't even in the mafia. What are you talking about? Charmaine Bucco was just an Italian-American. Her husband at a restaurant. What are you talking about? I mean, I know he wasn't in it, but oh, like, good. he might as well have been. Ah, Stugatz. 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 That's the best license plate I ever saw. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, honestly, my personal favorite season, probably season six. Which part? Mostly the first half. Really? Yeah, because it's all... That's the, one of my least favorites. Really? All the shit with, like... I, I love the veto stuff. You love it because... Okay, no. Fuck off. Why? You only love it because it shows your precious New Hampshire. That's part of it, but I also just like seeing this this guy who we've just seen, like, murder people just be, like... Just be a big gay wad. It's adorable. I mean, you could also watch Party Monster at some point. I've never... I would love to watch, watch Party, Party Monster. Watch Party Monster. See yeah. someone be a big gay wad. Kill his roommate. Be a big gay wad. Be a big gay... And, like, honestly, season six, even the last half is great. I think the last half is way better than the first half. I thought the shit with the veto dragged on way too long. I like Some of the it. other storylines that were, like, A-plots on that season were just, like, oh, Bobby back to the area no, has to shoot a rapper for money. That's also the um the Kevin Finnerty episodes. Oh, the first, well, the Kevin Finnerty episodes, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, so one of the things that, like, if you haven't really seen the show that probably people don't talk about enough is how surrealist and dreamlike a lot of the show is. Mm-hmm. Like, it really clearly was influenced by Twin Peaks. And, you know, Twin Peaks both season one and two, and probably more so season two, and it got a little more, like, doorknob. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> but, um yeah. Rip Josie. <laughs> I was hoping people would just get that without you. Shut up. Nah, nah, I have to be on the nose. I have to be a dick to you all the time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> But, um, anyway. I am, I am basically Carmella, and you're basically Tony. But, but the, the, Carmella! You're too on the nose on the Carmella, podcast! Carmella, you're too on the nose on our podcast! Tony! Tony, what is, what, what is this, what is this Kingdom Hearts stuff, Tony? Do <laughs> <laughs> you mind if I do it? You mind if you, you steal my jokes? Do you mind if I steal your jokes? Yeah, you can steal my jokes. Oh, you remember the original post, but something like, It's beautiful! Ventus is inside of Sora's heart, and Roxas is a part of Ventus as much as Sora. Sora has three hearts inside, including Shion. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. I just like the idea of Tony Soprano. And he punches like, the wall. <laughs> just like Tony Soprano like playing Final Fantasy X early on yeah. in the show, and just like having a cry fit, just like, my father was Sid, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and AJ walks in and is just like, I don't know why you're sad about that, Dad. The Patriots are running all of America and the world global government. What are you doing with that Japanese bullshit? Play Metal Gear Solid 2. He's playing Final Fantasy 9 like, Vivi, Vivi was a beautiful, innocent creature. <laughs> Just throwing shit. <laughs> uh, and he finds the nearest twink that he can. Like, he finds the nearest twink prostitute and just starts punching him. Just, Kujo, you fucking asshole! You fucking piece of shit! Yeah. <laughs> okay. What was... Okay. <laughs> what was your least favorite season? Uh, six one probably. Ah. Uh, six one. All yeah, right. Not a big fan of it. Well, f I don't know. I think I thought you were gonna say five because five is just kind of weird. Five. I mean, it has some good episodes. A lot of people who like really like the mafia part of the show like five because it has the most mob stuff. Yeah. Most mob killings. But I will say this: the one weak point of the show was probably Steve Buscemi as Tony Blundetto, which like I liked it while it was on, but it's like it, think it, about it, it later. It didn't fit. He at doesn't all. fit in. He doesn't have the accent really. He yeah. can't do it. He just—it's just like you're watching Steve Buscemi. Like if they brought him in earlier, like they did with uh, Danny DeVito, and it's always sunny, it would have made sense. Because like it also, I, I remember yeah. when they brought in like Danny DeVito, I'm like, what the fuck? And, and yeah, just and, in a show, and it made the show a million times better. Yeah, because then they let uh, they let the girl uh, be uh, also an asshole. Yeah, because I think in season one she was kind of the voice of reason. Yeah, and then like the rest of the show she's just like a crazy narcissist. Well, also because they made his character like a rich guy, they could have increasingly crazy adventures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, also like, what it is. How rich is he supposedly in the show? I don't know. He started some big ass like corporate thing. They talk about it later, but he's just yeah. a rich guy. Hell yeah. But even the stuff with Tony B is, like, it doesn't even really tie into much of anything in season six, other than the stuff with, like, Phil and Johnny, but that's about it. Yeah. That's about it. It just creates... Like, him killing Philly Attire's brother just drives the ending uh, story of the rest of the show. Yeah. But otherwise, like, he just doesn't really fit in, and, like, there's just this awkward thing where they just have to pretend that Tony... Which, actually, you know what? That's kind of actually a, a, a positive on the show, like... When people are in jail for a long time, they come back, it's not like your feelings for them are, like, necessarily diminished or whatever. It's just, like, you can't see them. You can't go see them in jail. You miss them, but you don't talk about them because they're in jail. Exactly. And then they get out of jail, and it's just like, oh, I missed you so much. Oh, my cousin. Yeah, and you have to, like, just pretend to have this completely unchanging relationship. Yeah. It's a little so, strange. So, that yeah, that, that season, also kind of a weak point. Um... Uh, yeah, um, so I'm trying to think, okay, so probably, like, if you want to, like, just, if you want to put on one episode randomly that, like, just summates the whole show, uh, you gotta watch season three, episode two or three, I forget which one it is, but it's the one where Tony's mother dies. Yes. And that's the big transition of the show, because... Tony's mom, played brilliantly by Nancy Marchand, uh, who unfortunately passed away during, like, between seasons two and three, um, they had to somehow write her off, even though she was set up to be a bigger character and, you know, some kind of, like, crime stuff. But her death actually spurned the show to go in a different direction where, even though she got arrested with these tickets, she then passes away, so then the court case doesn't go. But then they have this funeral for her. And, and before that, uh, they digitally impose uh, uh, Nancy Marchand's uh, acting as Lady Soprano on a body double, and it's awful. Well, I, I, it's awful. I legit would not have noticed if you hadn't pointed it out. It's it's 
blatantly obvious if you have I don't know. I guess, but a lot of a lot of people I've talked to have like felt the same. Like, oh shit, I didn't even know. Wow. Because like you register yeah. something's off, but it's like yeah, you know something's off, but then like when you find out CGI, it's like oh okay. Yeah, and when, once you look at it, it does look bad. It looks really bad. And they're just using lines that like she'd already said in the show. Yeah, to just but I mean. It, Give James Gandolfini some credit for, like... Oh, yeah, he, he works it. Yeah, working the hell out of that. Just, like, just doing the business. Just yelling at his computer mom. Yelling at a body double as his computer mom while lines are probably being fed to him in, like, a... In just, like, a monotone way by the body double. Just, like, oh, what was me? You fucking fucked it up! Yeah. You don't understand! When you watch Moonlight, you want to care a lot about Chironi! <laughs> you can't be, you want them to get together! <laughs> was that his name? Was Kevin? The other guy in The other guy Moonlight? Yeah, Kevin. Okay. Kevin. I thought it was, uh, Dyrone. Fuck you! What? Fuck you! <laughs> Damn. What? Damn. Yeah, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on with the Livia episode. Uh, so, like, she, uh, uh, so, like, they have a, they have, like, a, they have a funeral for her, uh, or, like, a little service at, uh, Soprano's house, and they have over the whole family, and, uh, Tony has two sisters, one who's, like, not really involved in the mafia, one who is, like, a new age hippie who's full of shit and just looking to make money, she's super manipulative, Janice, and Janice just is, like, ask everyone to, like, say something nice about her. And Christopher, who is Tony's nephew and also in the mafia, is stoned out of his ass on a couch with his girlfriend, who's way too hot for him, Adriana. I don't know. Chris is pretty hot. No. I think Chris is hot. I'm I sorry. think Chris has enough confidence to be able to get someone like Adriana to serve probably. Yeah. But at the same time, like, she could have done so much better. I just, I think Michael Imperial is always handsome. That's all. Uh, yeah, he's handsome when he's not Christopher. When he has a beard, he's really handsome. When he's yeah. a little gray, handsome enough guy. Do you remember his speech? Because I think I pretty much remember it. I don't remember... I don't remember the speech. Can I say it? You remember the speech verbatim? Pretty much. Okay, do it. They say there's no two people in the world that are exactly alike, just like fingerprints. But how would they know that? You'd have to get everybody in the world in the same room. And even with computers... You just can't do that. So what do they got? They got nothing. It's, it was basically that, and it's the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> that was pretty damn close. Thank you. I think I missed a part or two, but that's the gist of it. You got, you got so close. I'm, yeah. proud. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thanks, baby. Absolutely. But uh, uh, also, uh, uh, Furio kind of kicks ass, too. We love Furio. We does kick Furio. Ass. Um, the Italian man who they steal from an Italian woman in season two. Um, also, everyone who hates Christopher Columbus for, you know, being who he is and what he did, just be like Furio and just hate him because he's from the north of Italy. <laughs> we hate that Christopher Columbus down in uh, Na Napoli. I hate that in the north, and then you spit. It's <laughs> great. Understand that feel. Boom. Boom. Take that, world. Take that, northern Italy. Take that... Stupid Italy. Yeah. Stupid place. We hate... We hate... You hate... Just speak Spanish like the rest of the world does. Got him. Got him. <laughs> of the main mom guys, my favorite is Silvio. Just because he always had... To, he's like... As as an actor, Steven Van Zandt is just trying so hard. He was trying so hard... With that lip. so tough, 
but it's obviously all put on, and uh, it's not working. Which, like, could be considered, you know, bad acting or corny, but it works for the character. It's like, obviously, it this is a guy that would just do that. Yeah, it's, re like, so many of the... So, most of the acting is pretty good, but, like, a lot of, like, the actual Italian guys in the show who are, like, first-time actors, not so hot. Not not doing so hot. Like, um, like Tony Sirico or who? Uh, like Tony Sirico, like Steven Van Zandt, who is a non-actor. And a non-Italian. And a non-Italian. Well, actually, he is Italian. But oh, is he? Yeah, he is. Oh, I thought he was German. No, just his last name is. I think, no, I think that's not even his real last name. I think he just chose that for the stage. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit, I thought he was just, like, some Dutch prick from Boston. No, we went over this. I don't remember. I forget things. No, you're forgetting for the podcast to keep spurning conversation. Oh. I am breaking I am breaking the fifth wall here. The fifth wall. I'm breaking the fifth wall. Or the fourth, <laughs> the fourth yeah. wall. Yeah. Well, the fifth wall is audio. That is Whoa. the fifth wall. That's awesome. Maybe. I think you, you just invented that. I probably did. I think you did. That's awesome. Damn. Damn, it feels good to be a brain genius. A brain genius. Damn, it feels great to be a spiritual brain. Apparently, um, Steve Sharipa, the guy who played Bobby, apparently he, he will just come on your podcast if you ask him to. Yeah, I would like that. Maybe at some point we can get we can get Bobby. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, we're not the specific Sopranos podcast, but like, uh, I would well, like to have Stephen Sharipa. Well, here's the thing: we don't even we if we had him, we wouldn't talk Sopranos at all. Hmm. We we. Just that would be the, the 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 whole theme of the episode. Yeah, which then he can hear this and just be like, "No, no, I'm not going on. I want to only talk about the Sopranos." He, no, he he'd want to talk about other shit. I bet he's had a rich career. Maybe I he's don't only want to talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. There we go. That's all I've played. And then we're like, "Shit, we haven't played that one." <laughs> it's it, yeah. That's yeah. That's the MMO, which I have no interest in playing. Me neither. I have no interest in MMOs. MMO yeah. for Jibboob. Is there a new Final Fantasy coming out? Sick. Uh, yeah. It's um. Oh, the Seven remake. Yeah, Seven remake. Which, that's lame though. No, what's really lame about it too is that it's like a full fledged game, but it's only the Midgar section. So either they have to like redo the whole story to fit it entirely in Midgar. Or, like, they're only doing one part of the game. Which, I really hope they're secretly just doing the first. Like, I don't even give a shit if I see Niflheim or not. I just want, like, the full story. Yeah. So even if it's just reset in Midgard, just redo the game. That's so don't stupid. Don't do it in separate... Like, that's too... Like, come on. Yeah, don't do not do the Hobbit on us. Come on. Yeah, it's off. It looks like they're gonna do the Hobbit on us, and I uh, don't want that. No, I don't like that either. It'll fucking piss me either off. Either remake the whole game, or just make Final Fantasy sixteen already. Yeah. One or the other. Exactly. I tried to play 8, and I got to, like, the first boss and then just gave up, because, like, this is kind of boring. I just played it on easy mode the whole time. Yeah. How are we doing on time? We, I, guess we got, I guess we got a little bit we more. Can we can do, like, another five minutes yeah, or so. I think, do... I think we're good on Sopranos. We can do other things. Oh, yeah. We're, gonna, we're definitely, I think, I think for, like, being completely disorganized on talking about the Sopranos, we did talk about a good deal of it. Yeah. And we were pretty on point about it. I think we're um, the most accurate of anybody. Nah, I think like doing our research would have been a little bit easier. Um, I don't know, what, what else is going on? Uh, the Patriots are winning over the Jets. Ooh, who gives a shit? I'm just saying, we're watching it, we might as well. I just put it on the TV. Yeah, but... No, no, like what, what's going what's what's going on? Let's figure out the world. Let's let's okay. solve the world's issues. We've got like five minutes, but we can do. We can do five. We could go over an hour. Okay. 
Yeah, um, the world. The world. I'm fired up about the fucking world. I just give a shit about the world. I just, uh... Israel? It's fucked up. It's fucked up there, dude. Yeah. Chile? Dude, some shit's going on in some Chile. Some shit's going on in Chile. It's not not cool, man. It's bad. Well, I mean, whatever that protest is, good. Yeah, the protest is good, but they're shutting yeah. it down big time. Yeah, that's bad. I that's th- bad. I Government th- should give in to the people's demands. I'm pretty sure that I'm pro-Hong Kong. I think so. Um, it should be part of Greater China, and, uh, they're all of the things about the you Hong Kong protest are lies. I'm pro- This it. is the Tanky Podcast now, hosted by me, uh, Barack White Obama. <laughs> it's me, I'm Barack White Obama. Uh, uh I skin bleached, I and am, I also am a tanky now. I am also Chinese. <laughs> uh, I am not, I am not that good. <laughs> I could be better. Honestly, I, I am reincarnated. I am pro every separatist movement, every single one. Uh, I, the okay. South, Texas, all no, of them. all of them. No, they're not aggrieved. I would only support a Texas separatist movement if it was literally like we should be Mexico again. Maybe that's, I, that, that's the only context in which I'm cool with that. That probably exists. That probably does, and that context is fine. But the other context of uh, the Texas separatist movement are all bullshit to be a libertarian paradise that's new hampshire well new hampshire doesn't want to secede though no because they it just doesn't want to even, keep it, their own weird laws because it doesn't want to like even be existed because then you couldn't get to maine yeah oh that's two touchdowns really close by fuck yeah. oh no maybe it's just one my bad oh. I, don't, I don't know anyway uh <laughs> here i am getting distracted by the distractions on the television because my brain too dumb to be able that's what we call football because we're too cool for it it's a distraction from the real issues. The real issues, such as uh, what's going on in Kenya right now. I don't know, but it's probably, probably fine. There's probably look. There's probably some construction <laughs> that's been going on in Mombasa for way too long, and some of the local residents are just like they're upset. They're just like, when is this ever going to end? We pay our taxes in order for public the thing, things to be fixed, the thing and that, like you're not fixing the roads. The guys. thing that everyone says during construction, like, why don't they do this at night? Yeah, why does it have to be done in the daytime? Well, actually, you know what? No, it should be done in the daytime. Just everybody says that, though. Everyone it? says it because they're a fucking idiot and because they're not going to like want to do a night shift. Who would want to do graveyard shift work on construction sites without light? You have to, like, yeah. generate more light that way. It's better to do it in the daylight. It's just like, that's the thing that moms say. Because they're like, why don't they fix the roads and also have it be convenient for me right now? I'm not going to update my computer. Please go away. Pick a time. Okay, fine. I'll pick a time. This is great content. This is not my fault that this is happening. <laughs> we should just have, like, we should just record this in a, uh, a, a way where, um, Wow. Where it's on a tape or whatever. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? We record like an analog podcast? Yeah, and then convert it to digital. That would be so much work. Probably. Like reel-to-reel podcasts? Yeah. And then it would be so much more disappointing. Yeah, but it would also have, for all the audio heads out there, for all the people who are telling me that I need to buy specific amplifiers to play the guitar on, uh, I will appeal to you if I then... Uh, press our recording onto a phonograph, which then uh, creates a record, and then we use that record to upload the podcast to wow. everyone. I feel like we're not that far away from, like, Chapo Trap House being released on vinyl. Oh, my God. I'm serious. All of them, all of the hosts would, like, get pissed off. I don't think so. That. I think they'd love it. I think that would be funny. Imagine just, like, ooh, 
I mean, honestly, sometimes I listen to, like, the election 2016 episode just to feel good. Yeah, but you want to, like, if you just have that CD in your car, you're, you're, imagine, you're oh a my psycho. God, imagine, breaking, imagine bringing a girl over and, like, taking out a vinyl pressing of the Cumbtown Chris Benoit episode and just playing that on vinyl and sitting there with some girl that you are on your fourth date The whole time with. you're just talking like regular vinyl, like, it's first pressing. <laughs> it's vintage stuff. Wait till you get to the part where they call Neil deGrasse Tyson a rapist. Yeah. Mm. Great shit. All right, we're, shit, we're almost man. at an hour. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it one. as soon as we're over. No, we can go a little more. I guess you gotta Let's go, go a little more. You gotta go back to work. I got who cares? Don't even bring that up. Fuck I don't off. have why. Let's just keep go. Let's just keep going a little bit more okay. until it feels right. People stay just a little bit longer. I love you always, forever, everyone. Put their things in a in they pierce their dicks. Remember that band in Muir? Who? There was like some hardcore band that everyone got mad at because they made a song called Bring a Gun to School. <laughs> Which like, in retrospect, is fucking hilarious. And I actually I actually saw them because someone gave me a free ticket to some like heavy metal fest in Albuquerque. So I've seen that band. Oh my god, bring that's a, so Bring cool. a Gun to School. That was like 2013. Imagine so. listening to that song and just be like, okay, okay. Okay, you convinced me. Whatever you say. That was what I wanted. Most Bring of a all. gun to your high school. Do, 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 do. Kill I some children. You. They don't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, how about now? Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess that's a wrap. <laughs> okay. But before we head out, just uh, one more thing. New rule. Oh, no. If you don't support the president, then I will sue you for not making America great again. Walk out this morning. Stay out yourself, Pod. That message brought to you by the entire cast of The Sopranos. Okay, we're leaving. We're done. <laughs>